Hello and welcome to Sticky from the Inside, the employee engagement podcast that looks at how to build stickier, competition-smashing, consistently successful organisations from the inside out. I'm your host, Andy Gorham, and I'm on a mission to help more businesses turn the lights on behind the eyes of their employees, light the fires within them, and create tons more success for everyone. This podcast is for all those who believe that's something worth going after and would like a little help and guidance in achieving that. Each episode, we dive into the topics that can help create what I call stickier businesses, the sort of businesses where people thrive and love to work and where more customers stay with you and recommend you to others because they love what you do and why you do it. So if you want to take the tricky out of being sticky, listen on. Okay, then, I would like to think that this podcast is helping people get their heads around the challenges of authentically building better workplace cultures where hordes of engaged employees thrive and lead more fulfilling work lives and are led by genuine, caring, and inspirational human leaders. And I hope the things we cover in each episode really do help in that sense. And throughout the process of bringing this podcast to the world, I get to meet some some really interesting people with great stories and insights into that world of engagement and culture at work. Now, I've learned loads from my guests, and hopefully I've added to their viewpoints too by adding my own experiences and perspectives along the way. And whilst we might have some differences, there's nearly always a meeting of minds. Now, I say nearly always because today's guest totally disarmed me recently with a seemingly simple question which I would normally back back with uh, equally simple response. But he said, well, what is employee engagement anyway, Andy? And as we got talking and he followed it up with other questions, I thought um, we really just need to talk about this on the podcast. So here we are today. So today I'm joined by Rob Robson, who's the People Science Director for the People Experience Hub. And these guys are looking at engagement and engagement data and insight and action planning through a slightly different lens to the norm, which we can find out more about today. He's a well-known voice in the people engagement community and has spoken on the topic numerous times. And he's with me today to give me his perspective on that seemingly simple question to see where we agree, where there might be some differences, what the science says, and hopefully point to a more effective way going forward. Welcome to the show, Rob. Morning, Andy. Thanks for having me. Hey, great to have you here, my friend. We do love a bit of science on this show, and we love a bit of engagement. And so you combine the two beautifully. So I'm looking forward to our chat today. (laughs) Well, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the one question we had previously where you asked that question, well, what is engagement anyway, Andy? Kind of like totally flummoxed me for for a little bit. So I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, We've met briefly before, but my guests really don't have too much of a clue. So could you perhaps just give us a little bit of insight into you, what you're up to, and what's currently kind of making the grey cell turnover at the moment? Yeah, so as as you said, People Science uh, Director and, and CEO, CEO for um, the People Experience Hub, and we're a, you know, an employee survey, employee feedback um, platform. And our kind of purpose really is to, is to transform the, the, the experience of people at work through, uh, you know, through better data, through better insights. And, you know, so that's where obviously we come into 
come into contact with ideas like engagement and that sort of stuff. But we're also trying to solve a lot of problems that we, when I say we, my, my business partner Nick and I both experienced in the, you know, in our roles in HR, which was that, you know, there's a lot of tech companies selling, you know, selling a solution which can allow you to do a, a survey but don't give you much in the way of kind of help to, to to drive the value from it. Or there's people who are from a marketing background saying, well, we can measure customer experience, so surely we can measure employee experience. And and there's a lot of <coughs> companies out there that have a very fixed view of what you should be measuring. And, and we believe that you should be measuring something that is relevant to your own uh, business context. And, and that's and that's why we offer a very tailored approach to to to, to surveys, and that, and that opens up loads of questions about so so what are we measuring? What is engagement? All that sort of stuff, and you know it's so it's very interesting. I think it's really interesting, and I and this is why I say you've got a slightly different lens to it. It's not not that we're coming at this from different angles at all, really, but. I think the point you make about having some rooted context in what the business actually does and wants to achieve, this is one of the the big things that I think is lacking in a lot of measurement criteria out there. And certainly in some of the things that I see, and even related topics, you you talk about things like purpose, you know, people are getting caught up in the whole holier than thou, worthy, worthy, worthy purpose. But reality is it's got to be set on what the business actually does and what the people actually do in there and connect can connect to, you know, if it's going to have any sort yeah. of resonance. So, so look, I think this is, um, this is going to be a really fascinating conversation. So this question that you asked me, right, what is engagement anyway? What were you really trying to get at with that question that absolutely polaxed me? Well, I suppose it's, it's sort of a, um, a bit of a loaded question. Um, you, or you possibly a, a rhetorical <laughs> question because I, I don't I don't think we know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you know, you talk about the science. I think the science of employee engagement is still quite nascent. And even though you know it has a history now of what it's 31, 32 years since um, you know William Kahn uh, published, you know his framework on employee engagement or not not at that stage employee engagement but on on personal role engagement we've come some way but i think there's enough long way to go and as you mentioned in 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 the pre-chat there are so many different definitions of what engagement is and that raises so many challenges when it comes to things like measurement um and there's no simple answer to it you know it's, it's it's a real it's a real topic because we all. One of the things that I, I, I talked to my business partner Nick, who's who comes from a more um, practical background, I suppose, in HR. You know, whereas as as I slightly have a bit more of an academic perspective, and, and he'll say, "Well, we know engagement is employing games is a thing, right?" And we go, "Yeah, but we have real trouble actually deciding what it is." <laughs> well, look, all right, let's 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 play a bit of a game. Well, I say a game. Um, to your point about many definitions, and my goodness, there are many definitions. I've just plucked out a handful of employee engagement definitions, right? And so you can, well, let's have a chat about them and see what see what we think. So, where do you start when you're looking for 
the world authority to definitions and accuracy. Wikipedia, clearly. I mean, it's, you know, the world's greatest reference tool. (laughs) So if even Wikipedia has got its own definition for employee engagement. So they say employee engagement is a fundamental concept in the effort to understand and describe both qualitatively and quantitatively the nature of the relationship between an organization and its employees. Full stop. So that's what that's what Wikipedia says. Then I interesting. interesting. Hold that thought. I'm a volunteer for Engage for Success, right? So we know about Engage for Success and the Engage for Success document written, I guess, nearly eleven years ago now by David McLeod. You know, at the start of that document, they say employee engagement is a workplace approach resulting in the right conditions for all members of an organization to give of their best each day committed to their organizational goals and values, motivated to contribute to organizational success with an enhanced sense of their own well-being. There's quite a lot in there. And then I picked out just just because, you know, if you talk about surveys, people are going to mention Gallup, right? I could have picked Aon Hewitt. I could have picked anybody, right? But I've picked Gallup. So Gallup, are slightly less effusive in that they say the involvement and enthusiasm of employees in their work and workplace. Done. That's it. That's what they say. Yeah. And then there's me. So I thought I would chuck mine in there to be pulled apart. But when when I talk to people, I sort of say it's the extent to which your employees feel connected to the business they work in, the people they work with, and therefore motivated to make discretionary effort to contribute to its success. That's that's me. Yeah. So there's four. We could have picked any, right? But come back to your point about many definitions. Which one's right? They're all different. What are we trying to talk about here? What, what, in your perspective, is we're looking to measure? That's uh, that is, you know, one of the big quandaries that that you know that the the academic research has has struggled with is is you know, is it a state a psychological state? Uh, I'm engaged right now. Is it a trait? I'm I'm generally engaged. Is it a process, which is a bit more like what I think the Engage for Success mm. was talking about? Or is it a practice? Is it? There's also, and, and and this is one of the challenges that that's out there. My view is it's a psychological state, but but it's also, but we shouldn't record, we should also recognise that there is a practice of engaging. You know, so what we do is the engaging. And and what we're aiming for is is engagement, which is the output, um, right? Engagement being an yeah, output, right? Uh, we see it as an outcome. We see it as an outcome, and and I think what's interesting there is thinking about the Wikipedia one. It talked about the relationship, the organisation. I think yeah, organisation is um, yeah. it's you know, and I think it's a lot of the a lot of the stuff out there started really in about about engagement with the work. Mm. And I think Gallup recognised that. Now I'm a little bit anti-Gallup. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Put my, card, put my cards on the table because I just think that the whole process of reducing the whole the whole idea that there are twelve questions that predict an organisation's performance, you know, and the contribution performance through engagement is is, is a tricky one to to kind of really. Uh, justify it's a very reductionist kind of idea but i like the definition mm. and i think it's a there's an honesty to it which is okay it includes both the relationship with work and with 
it says workplace. I probably prefer with the, the employer or the organization. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it talks about involvement and enthusiasm, and I think this cuts to the core of my one of the challenges I have with engagement is that it's for me engagement is a motivational construct. Yeah, right? it's about it's about motivation, and if we refer to different types of motivation, potentially it's I think it's a little narrow. And 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 Gallup actually described what I believe employee engagement as a psychological construct is, which is that involvement and enthusiasm. Yeah, it's a bit like you might describe talk about things like flow, intrinsic motivation, but it's very much about the here and now. I I feel good. I'm I'm enjoying my work. I feel enthusiastic, energetic, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's and I just and one of the challenges I have is that's only part of the jigsaw, and we get obsessed about the idea of employee engagement as being part of the jigsaw, uh, which I see as part of the jigsaw. We're not talking about the jigsaw as a whole. What does it look like? What do what does a range of positive states look like at work? We get very fixated on 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 the, the sort of and when you look at engagement in that sense, it's like yeah, it's the happy clappy um yeah. kind of stuff. And we're all on board and and it's I think it's challenging. Um well, I mean, the numbers the numbers would suggest it is, isn't it? Because for 20, yeah. 20 years or so, the the global workforce engagement numbers haven't moved a jot really yeah Uh, why is that i mean i'd I'd be cautious about about that you know because it usually is people like gallup who uh, who are saying that and they take a very pessimistic Mm. approach to measuring engagement you know unless you score a five at five you know you're not really going to count as being fully engaged I think they skew. I think the data gets skewed, but I do think we haven't achieved an awful lot, and I think that is partly because perhaps we have been too too narrowly focused in in what we do. And I and I think for me, there's there's two ways of of, of, of cutting this. One is to think of the CIPD sort of def- say that we should think of employee engagement as a kind of a broad umbrella. Mm broadly akin to your people strategy under which different constructs could sit so things like work engagement could sit underneath that and i think we'd say so what's on and then so that would say well so what's under the umbrella so that's, i guess that's a little like me saying it's engagement is a piece of the jigsaw well what's what's the jigsaw and and or we say right let's let's actually start to define employee engagement in a more holistic way that recognizes other positive you know, if you like, con- you know, I was going to say psychological contributions to, you know, motivational contributions, but there is also a criticism that the whole concept of employee engagement is too psychological and not sociological enough. And I'm okay. not an expert in sociology, but so, but, it, but, it, but, but say, like, how could we, how could we broaden the definition of it to, to not just, you know, to, I, I've, I've asked the question of people before, do you think, do you really think, Employee engagement is anything more than enthusiasm, and and it's interesting that that Gallup used that word. Yeah, and then because when you look at that, you go, okay, there's well, there are other positive emotional ways to be at work, uh, and and you know, engagement is so focused on that definition of focus uh, of engagement is very much about uh, you know, like I said, I'm on board, 
I'm on board with this. Um, what about what about when we we feel very strongly committed to the organisation and its success, but we think it needs to go down a different path, and we challenge and we are, you know, we are we care, but but actually what we're doing in that situation is is expressing some of our frustrations or or asking difficult questions of the leadership is that engagement it would sound like it to me because it's it plays to the involvement or with a business more than just more than just turning up being present there's a there and then this is why i talk about a connection right because that's that to me evokes some form of care with what happens not just going along for the ride which I think is what but you're it, sort of describing here a bit. Yeah, but I'm not sure it would be that would be borne out in what's generally measured. I, um, I would agree with that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think we need a it's almost like I suppose a bit more of a grown-up debate in the organizations about, about what engagement looks like. And I, and actually one of the things that we do is we don't we don't really try and define engagement as such. And we've got you know, we focus on the people experience and we've got a, a, a little framework that describes, and it is deliberately quite um, loose, I suppose, which is, and it, we describe three levels. One is the perceived environment. So what do I see? What do I, you know, do I think things work around here? Do I feel like I'm well-managed? Do I think we communicate well? All, you know, do, do I think the people practices are fair and all that sort of stuff? And then we've got the felt experience, and that talks more to psychological sort of constructs. Um, and we put our own words around those, our own titles, but it's things like autonomy, purpose, belonging, growth, enjoyment, which is often missed out, but it's yeah. at, the car, at the heart of engagement. Um, and um, there's one connection, emotional connection. And yeah. And then, so that's the felt experience. And then the third level is is the outcomes. Um, and that's where we tend to look at engagement. Um, but we tend to look at, you know, a few of the researchers over the years have referred to the, the, the cognitive, emotional and behavioural aspects of, of engagement. And we look at some of the descriptions of cognitive engagement, which is really about people's evaluation of the of their experience, that's possibly what sits in the felt experience. Yeah, in, in level two, so we're focused more then on the behavioural or or intended behavioural elements of, of of engagement and and things like emotional commitment to the organisation. But we're also not that strict about how we define it because in the conversation when we're trying to set up a survey with people and say what what do you want to measure. We we'll start by saying, start with those outcomes and say, well, look, what's important to you as a business in in your context? What are you looking for? What do you want to see? Mm. And in a way, what does engagement look like to you? What do we, what would engaged people do? They might say they well, they would want to stay. They would you know, they would recommend us to their people. Say, great, that's because that's may or may not be what what would come up in a you know in a in an academic kind of you know, scale around engagement. It certainly comes up in the most of the commercial ones. But we might say, 
but increasingly clients are saying things like, well, we want them to be, you know, to be positive about change. And we want them to be, you know, and, and they might say, well, they want, we want to see them challenge us. And they say, that's great. Cause that, but so let's, let's build those. And so we're quite often would have a, and we could, we quite often would have an engagement sort of index there, which isn't necessarily 100% true engagement. And they, and, and and in all honesty, they wouldn't necessarily always hang together as a set of questions. So what we often do when we're doing like a drive, you know, assessing drivers is we'll we'll assess them individually. We'll look at what's driving this results of this question and that question, that because they'll you know all different outcomes in, in, in some cases. Um, but we also will say, well, what about things like well-being, burnout, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So we don't always focus on engagement, though most of our clients tend to want to see something around engagement. I, I think it's typical now when you look at when you look at some surveys, they sort of fall into either two or three camps really. That yes, there's the the Gallup twelve rationalized, boiled down to twelve questions, short, sharp, yeah. which again, context for some businesses, that might be fine, right? At the other end of the scale, there's the all encompassing Oracle survey of just tell me everything I could possibly want to know. Um, which is fine in some context, but what the worry for me on the survey stuff is mm. a survey done like that makes it even harder to go back and talk about what's been said and actually put actions in place and explain why things are going to change and why things aren't going to change, which to yeah. me are fundamental principles of having any kind of survey that is seen as worthy by <laughs> the employee. Because if you're taking the time to, to bear your soul and fill out the questionnaire that the very least you should expect is an answer back right and i yeah. think this is where a lot of the survey work that i that i see falls over is that they tick the box of asking lots of questions they pick out the answers that they want to answer and yeah. think about doing some actions and maybe do some but the rest of it is still under a shroud somewhere and no one ever knows and you never hear yeah. And then you read the verbatim comments of engagement surveys and they go, I'm not sure why I'm bothering doing this because nothing, nothing's ever said or nothing's ever changed. And then somewhere in the middle is a hybrid, right, of, of, of these things that, that kind of go on. I mean, when you're talking to clients, do they generally come with a very clear idea about what they want to achieve or are they wandering around in the wilderness looking for guidance? It's, it's very much a mixture um, and we do know, you know, there are companies out there who go, you know what, we just need a platform. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, we we know what we want to to ask and and we have great analytical capability and, and all the rest of it. So great, fine. Um, but actually it, most clients we deal with, and I suppose what we're talking about here is really in that sort of mid-range mm. uh not the biggest cor corporate clients, but people with a sizable, you know, sizable um, employee base. Yeah, they don't have massive HR teams. They don't. They can't invest hugely in that capability to design and analyze an effective survey um, and implement all the results and all that sort of stuff. And it, you know, and it. it it's, it shouldn't be an HR thing, but it does fall to HR to manage the process. And, and, yeah, it's just frustrating. That does frustrate stuff. me, I think, about um, engagement. But yeah, yeah, but our good, but we have clients who 
who really do get it at the level of like leadership team have a really have a stake in this. The senior leadership team, they, they you know, they they really want to know that it's going to add value, and you know, and and that and that's great because you just know that you're you're working with an open door. Then, mm-hmm. but what we see it, it is quite mixed. So we see people come with some historical questions that they want a bit of a understandably want a bit of a um a connection to the past to be able to see whether there's progress or not but they also perhaps want to um but they some people some just want to sort of tidy it up and see could you improve this a bit and some people will and, and others will will come and say look we've got some ideas but and I, but I, they could really do with some guidance um are there any um, misconceptions they sort of turn up with in the main? The biggest problem is probably we'll say these are the things that we think are important to, to focus on, and we want you know forty questions or even twenty five questions or whatever. And go okay, that's yeah. going to be a challenge. Yeah. But it, <laughs> but we have also worked with clients who you know who have come to us and said, I mean, what I think in one in particular where they hadn't run a survey for eleven years, the People director was um, very skeptical, but had been told that kind of at a group level they had to do something. And she said, "You know, I don't want to do the usual, just the usual, you know, stuff. And I really want it to reflect what's important to this business." And we literally with them started with a blank page, as we tend to do with our clients. Took in, so what have you got in terms of people's strategy? What have you got in terms of um, you, you, the, the culture you're looking for, values, behaviours? Let's mm-hmm. take all that on board. And then then, we, then we'll look at so kind of what are the, the themes here and how do we break that down into questions? And that's really interesting, you know, from, from, from my point of view, to, to do that. Um, so, yeah, it, does, it, it really does depend. Yeah. So I want to dive into some of the, the bits that you've talked about, about it being a bit narrow and perhaps looking at more mm. of the psychological part of this, perhaps. And you introduced a word in the original conversation of emotivation, that sort of combination of emotion mm. and mo- motivation. And so if you think about that and your point about outcomes around, around engagement, what's missing? What's missing mm. from your perspective of employee engagement and what, what, what needs to be included? So I'll take a step back into, you know, this is heavily influenced by a particular kind of theory that I've, I've worked with over the years called reversal theory. And, mm-hmm. it, and, and, and it, it, like you say, you mentioned the word demotivation. It's, it's, a, it's a broad theory that links, creates sort of structural links between motivation and emotion. And in a lot of, Settings over the years, I used it almost as a sort of a form of, you know, Johari's window, and, uh, and put all eight, and I'll look at a situation, try and look at it through all eight of those motivations, mm. those motivational states. Which, so those motivations are are like operating values rather than, you know, a des- desire. It's about what what do I want in this situation. So it's things like achievement, enjoyment, you know, uh, duty. Um, Freedom. Uh, freedom, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, power, control, care, and there's self and other. So we sort of talked about all that there. And so I look at that. So I often do that conceptually, look at things and go, well, and I see 
employee engagement sitting in very much in this. First of all, it's it's what I would describe as is is broadly conforming. Mm. It's it's about yeah, it's about being on. It's a sort of are you on the bus question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you flip over to uh, what we describe as a rebellious, you know, freedom related orientation, that's where people would say, look, I I, I care, but I really care about the organisation, and I want to be, you know, I want to be on board, and and it's important to me, but. I think we're going about this the wrong way, and I, I, I need to see some change here. Mm-hmm. That's a very different perspective. So I don't think so. There's an element that I think is not covered, and I think what reversal theory also does is it, it gives us a way of separating out how, what, how I'm motivated or how I feel about what I'm doing, my activity, versus how I feel about the, my external world, my interactions with the world, my relationships. Mm. And from, so for me, that is that thing about saying, okay, actually, we probably need to be quite explicit about that 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 piece about my relationship with my work and my relationship with the organisation, and find a way of, of separating, you know, perhaps defining and measuring those slightly separately. Yeah, as as part of a bigger, you know, as part of a bigger construct. So I think it's very much um, at the moment. Employee engagement is is very much about a conforming and b committing to the the other, which is the organisation. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Uh, it's a related point, but it doesn't necessarily link entirely. But also something you yeah. mentioned at the start, when we kind of joked that enjoyment wasn't included, and enjoyment is specifically one of those eight types of motivation. Yeah, yeah. But interestingly yeah. enough, there is that there's that HBR. Uh, article some some time ago that talked about eight types of culture and i'm not trying to yeah. like eight and eight, yeah, and, eight yeah. and eight and eight and eight and eight and eight but no you know, no no but enjoy- obviously i was going for that as well <laughs> <laughs> but enjoyment is one of those eight types of culture yeah. and interestingly yeah. enough only two percent of organizations that get measured on this stuff would put themselves forward as saying yeah we're yeah we are primarily an enjoyment orientated yeah. culture whereas the vast majority of us would say 89% are all about results, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and how the do these two es- things link? Well, the very essence of employee engagement, when you look at things like vigor and absorption, yeah, not so much the dedication, but the vigor, and the, they are all about enjoyment. Yeah. Now, we might not think about enjoyment in the sense, might, that might not sound like it to some people, well, isn't enjoyment like fun? Well, no, it's also about being absorbed and involved in what you do mm. you know it's a it's about being in being present in the moment and, and 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 not necessarily just about having a bit of a laugh so i think it's really interesting because because enjo- enjoyment is really central to to the concept of employee engagement yeah i agree you know, with that particularly work enjoyment uh, particularly work that work engagement mm. and yet how many organisations who would say that employee engagement is really important to them actually care that much about uh, enjoyment? Yeah. Or, or unwittingly put barriers up to barriers to because you know anything that creates fear um, in any way is a barrier to, to enjoyment. Anything that overly overplays goals short-term micromanagement 
you know, focus that short-term focus on results, etc., etc., etc. All, all, all acts as a barrier to that sense of enjoyment, which is really a huge part of any construct of employee engagement. A hundred percent. So I there's mean, a so there's this mitch, mismatch between what people think they want and and, and what and what they do. That, 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 that's exactly my point. I think there's a, there's a definite mismatch on this stuff, yeah. and and. You know, whether you call it a say do gap, whatever it is, you can talk about, oh, we want to have fun enjoyment. And the, the minute someone's laughing at an office, well, that's going to affect other people. Come on, calm down, get back to work, be yeah. pro- be productive. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I would, I don't know about you, but I'm at my most productive when I'm enjoying myself, when I'm having fun, because I am motivated to keep going yeah. and go deeper and go further and try harder. Um, yeah. And I think there's a bit of a mismatch on the other side as well, which is if you look at the the relationship part, the relationship with the organisation, it's very much about committing to subordinating yourself to the organisation and and its and its goals. Right? If you're really engaged, mm. you you know what you care about is not yourself, but you care about the organisation. Mm. But we, but what do we ask in employee surveys, engagement surveys? We sort of tend to ask about how how good it all feels for you. Mm. And now, okay, there are principles like reciprocity and all that sort of stuff. Of course. But, but there is a little bit about we assume that if people actually feel cared for, for example, then they will be more committed to the organisation. Well, you may not get that. You might get that. You might be feeding the beast in terms of, like, I'd be, I, I, I've said this to a client before. I said, I think you have to be careful now about how much more you chase, um, you know, looking at your drivers of engagement, they're very individualistic, but you keep telling us year after year, you tell us and you, and in the surveys, you, you want to know about teamwork. And, and, and at what this three years of data is saying to, to me is you've got a very individualistic culture. And at the moment, engagement goes up more if you feed that, but that's maybe not what you need. There you go. Again, it comes into definition of engagement because I think they would, you would really want to include in, def, in, in engagement that, that that feeling of of you know commitment to the collective. But but we tend, it's again a slightly different, a, a bit of a mismatch between what we think we want and what we actually then ask for, or what we you know, or what we actually go out and build. Yeah. And it's also a little bit paradoxical, and a little, there is there are tensions, and it, uh, that's that's the point about employee. Whether you call it employee engagement, whether you call it people experience, it is complex. So it is complex. So with so many variables and, and and outcomes and things to measure, what what do you think the way forward for the measurement of employee engagement is going forward, Rob? I think the big thing is that it needs. You know, we need to accept. That it's not necessarily something that can be reduced to a really, really neat construct. Yeah, it's a big. If we if we call the overarching thing employee engagement, accept that it's, it's it's big and complex. And I think the academic world is guilty of kind of trying to reduce everything to, you know, it, down to those neat little um, buckets. Um, I know, that, you know, I think. There's a there are fashions in that world, and things like what we describe as a general theory is 
is unfashionable. Mm. <laughs> you know, and 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 but actually, you probably need that kind of holistic um, a, a approach. And and I think they need to expand it and and consider more flavors, if you like, of engagement. I, and I think yeah, covering some of those concepts you've talked about, the emotion, the motivation, the psychological, you know, thinking about those things rooted in some sort of business context makes tons yeah. and tons of sense, right? Tons and tons of sense. Yeah. In terms and, and of... Is there, and I was going to say, and is there even a, you know, it's, okay, maybe it's a bit deep, but is there, do we even need to study employee engagement? Do we just go back to, you know, like, you know, the, the basic principles around things like motivation? Uh, we sort of invent stuff just yeah. for the sake of it. Yeah. No, we look, yeah, we, you're right. You're right. I mean, at the end of the day, is it trying to get to the number of it at the end of the day? Do you feel motivated to work here? Do you feel motivated to be here? You know, how much do you want to play a part in its success? Mm. You know, I, I think, you know, those are probably things at the core of it. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, right, we've pretty much come towards the end of the show, which is where I now introduce sticky notes, which is very unfashionable way of condensing everything down to three little points <laughs> rob so if you could if you could bear with the the format if you were to give three little bits of advice to anyone listening to this today about how they could i guess take more get more or have a more effective measure for employee engagement going forward yeah. what three little bits of advice you could stick on a post-it note would you give them my friend yeah I think one would be have a critical eye. Uh, speaking as a supplier, um, <laughs> don't take for granted that what people are telling you has actually got any substance to it. <laughs> um, that's a that's a freebie. Um, <laughs> then that, and I think do focus in on what's important in your business and to your business. And look at your business strategy and how are we going to execute that? And what kind of behaviours and values and you know, and culture do we need in order to execute that successfully and focus your efforts there. And then I think to really get value from anything you do, you, you know, make sure that whether you're investing in it directly in your own team or whether you're bringing people, you know, suppliers in to su support you, the analysis is, is really important. Using statistical analysis to understand what's driving what is actually really important because you can you're presented with a lot of data and you know and actually it can be it can actually lead you down the wrong path and, and take you away from what's really important so true the interpretation of those results is absolutely critical isn't it in, in helping mm. you make the right decisions that's great three backed up by data scientific sticky notes at the end there thank you for that i feel like we've kind of just scratch the surface of this topic i'm gonna have yeah. to get you back at some stage to go to go a bit to go a bit deeper. <laughs> I, I, I honestly feel like i'm just scratching the surface of it and I'd, i i would love to do more you know research it's <laughs> a different job and maybe one day when we've got a bigger team and all that sort of stuff amazing well look i've loved talking to you today as i say i always love a bit of science and a bit of fact and you've made me think I don't think we're that diametrically opposed onto what we're thinking about when it comes to yeah. employee engagement. And uh, look, thank you for sharing your, your time and your insights with uh, the audience today, mate. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, everyone. That was Rob Robson. And if you'd like to find out a bit more about him 
and any of the things we've talked about today, please check out the show notes. So that concludes today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it, found it interesting, and heard something maybe that will help you become a stickier, more successful business from the inside going forward. If you have, please like, comment, and subscribe. It really helps. I'm Andy Gorham, and you've been listening to the Sticky from the Inside podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening.